Hello, operator. Thanks for being here. Hello, operator. Managing a business is insanely hard, and I want to get inside the minds of the folks who are making it happen on a daily basis. The operators. We're talking about the hardest problems they have to solve, the greatest advice they've ever gotten, and why they're all such gluttons for punishment. So let's get into today's story. Operator, you're on the line. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of Hello Operator. In this series, we're going to chat with the people behind the businesses you love, the folks who make the wheels turn, and in some unfortunate cases, the wheels fall completely off. So my name is Kevin Shively, and uh, for better or worse, I'm going to be your host for this series, and I want to tell you a little bit about why I wanted to do this. So I've been working for growth stage technology companies for over a decade now, uh, or as a VC friend recently put it, I am a huge glutton for punishment. Today, I lead the marketing group for Ally.io, where we make goal management software for companies of all sizes. But before I got into technology, I was a newspaper writer, and I love a good story. I consider myself a storyteller as much as I do a marketer. Um, and at Ally, we work with biz ops leaders and chiefs of staff and COOs and CEOs and basically anybody who keeps their company running, growing, and on the same page. And look, that is one of the hardest and most interesting jobs in the world. And so I love hearing why other folks basically are gluttons for punishment as well. So here we are. Now, from a distance, our favorite companies seem like masterpieces. They are the Sistine Chapel, the Michelangelo, the TV show Firefly. But behind the rose-colored glass that marketers like me put in front of you, on the ground and up close, it's generally chaos. Brush strokes are all over the place. Scaffolding is everywhere. Paint is dripping down on the Pope. Fox is scheduling Firefly in the Friday night death slot. Anyway, you get the point. Managing a business is insanely hard. And I really wanted to get inside the minds of the folks who are making it happen on a daily basis, the operators. Uh, and to kick off our first episode, I thought I would start with our very own SVP of Strategy and Operations, Atul Sahai, who didn't really know what he was signing up for, uh, but Atul, hello, operator. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. I still don't know what I've signed up for. I'm trusting you right now, so let's <laughs> well, we'll figure it out together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Atul, thanks so much for being here. I'd love to start by hearing a little bit about who you are and how you came to do what it is you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Kevin. So uh, some things you just said resonated with me, so I will talk about them too. Uh, so I am an engineer by training, actually, uh, like uh, undergrad mm. mechanical engineering. Uh, and maybe partly it was, I love just trying to figure out how things work, maybe. Uh, growing up, I remember not playing with toys was maybe the most interesting thing, taking them apart and trying to put them back together or failing to do so was maybe the most interesting thing. So uh, going back to your question, like, yeah, like engineering was something that I was doing. And as I kept doing that, like one of the areas that I was uh, uh, working on was basically understanding how large complex systems work, uh, what are the interconnectedness and dependencies, and how do you make them work uh, at their most optimal, basically? How, how do you let them go better, faster, and cheaper? Uh, and there comes a time in every engineer's uh, life or journey where they realize that product is not the only thing. 
uh, there are so many other things that make it successful, like go to market or pricing or whatever that might be. Uh, so that led me towards business school and coming out of that, uh, went to work for HP and Microsoft of the world and a lot in a strategy and operations kind of a uh, role. And like you said, uh, I'm a little bit glutton for punishment too. So I was like, I, I want to go smaller, like love building things. So that's where I ended up with Smartsheet, was there around for six years. And then again, it's like, all right, we got to get back again into it. So that's how I ended up with Ally. Uh, and uh, again, it was kind of just, it, it, the, the theme uh, is basically like uh, trying to build things, trying to figure out how complex things work, uh, how to make them go faster, better, cheaper. Uh, and of course, the people element, like just working with various people, like whether it is, I think I, I uh, enjoy that luxury and feel very blessed that uh, I don't only work with like just marketing or just sales. It's kind of everybody. And just seeing how people operate, what makes them move and how that gets the business moving that I find the most exciting actually. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's my story. So big, big, uh, big fan of Legos then figuring out how you can put (laughs) all the different pieces together. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Trying to put, and to a certain extent, I think if you think about what we are trying to do right now at Ally is also like trying to understand the customer, trying to understand Mm -hmm. the business. And, uh, uh, the, the other thing is that we, uh, it might seem like there is a math model for this thing. And we do try to do that. We try to build models and try to figure out uh, where does every dollar go and what the best output you will get. But I mean, there are so many uncertainties, like whether they are internal, whether they are Mm -hmm. external uh, and like leading, lagging and all those kind of things. And uh, it's not always that you can model them. So the uncertainty aspect is also pretty fascinating uh, as an operator. And and if you think he's joking literally two seconds before i hit record we were talking about those very models and how tough they can be to figure out sometimes i'd love to hear you know obviously we're we're a young company at ally uh and still trying to figure a lot of this out but you you spent six years at smartsheet who has grown pretty exponentially over that time um and you were an instrumental part of that. I'd love to hear a bit about uh, what that was like and what, what some of the biggest challenges are in, in a company growing at that, at that pace. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting you point that out. Like even though, like one of the words in in my title is strategy, actually, and we would we would say basically like we strategize for five minutes and then we execute basically and like or operate, and that's very true actually. Like mm-hmm. we we all like uh, I think who Mike Tyson or somebody has said that uh, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face basically. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's kind of similar to that. Like we know what we have to do, and uh, like whether it is in your world, like. Uh, create a brand, generate demand, market the product, and uh, we can create a long-term strategy. So so going back to my past experiences, like a lot of it is like we, are, we generally do, but like day to day, are we executing? Are we getting the right things uh, done? Are they producing the right things basically? And then as quarter ends or month ends or whatever, like we kind of take a little bit of a, a rear view look and say like, okay, what, what do we got to do uh, next, so, next? So I would say a lot of it is just execution and placing the right bets also. Uh, partly it's like not everything we do will work. <laughs> uh, and so in some cases you have to say like, yeah, I mean, in our OKR world, we have those commits and moonshots. So it's similar to that. You have to have a portfolio of uh, uh, 
decks or initiatives that we are you are going to put out there and you hope some of them work actually and some of them have to work some of mm-hmm. them are going to be uh, long shots like you and i were having a discussion earlier in the day and partly it was like yeah if you make this bet we'll see we don't know if it will work so so right. i think it's that portfolio of options or portfolio of bets that you got to make uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and then if you see some of them working really well uh, like double down on them basically so so in some yep. sense that that is the strategy and and also being mindful of where the market is going where the customers are going and like uh, looking around the corner a little bit that is also important so yeah yeah i think we were talking about an ab test a couple of weeks ago and uh i said i'm not sure if if we even have a metric we can test on that you said well people are unpredictable um you know <laughs> sometimes you're just testing whether or not something's testable and that that quick iteration and the ability to adapt and make sure execution is at the forefront is i think one of the areas where you've added a lot of intentionality at ally and i i would assume as a strategy and ops pro, that's that is an area where you're constantly focused. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, like trying out new things and figuring out how they work and learning from them. Like I said, like that's uh, in some sense that is the strategy. Actually, it's not a big hundred yeah. hundred uh, slide PowerPoint or anything like that. Uh, but you're right. Like uh, going back to the people uh, being unpredictable and things like that. A lot of times we will run tests and things like that, and we will believe this will work. Well, that won't work that way. Like a lot of times we'll be like, wait a minute, why did people behave that way? So, uh, and then what also happens out of that is you learn, like like whatever that might be, you're subject testing a copy, you were testing something. And then next time when you do that, you will have that in the back of your mind. So, so it's almost like uh, the intelligence of the organization is increasing with every test, basically, whether you're running it on the website, mm-hmm. emails, product. Uh, so, uh, uh, and again, like uh, there will be some uh, things we do that will be kind of home runs <laughs> where like, oh, this yep. thing just, just, just delivered growth. So that was so awesome. But mostly it will be these little knobs being turned mm-hmm. that will just keep uh, lifting uh, the business up so so i think mm-hmm. it's just just these incremental changes that that make one big uh, change basically over time yeah i think that's it it brings up an interesting point for companies uh, that haven't been around for a long time especially when you make those incremental changes understanding um what the impact is, is really hard sometimes. So there, there, there's a tendency to overcorrect. Yes. How in a, in a strategy role do you uh, keep people from doing, or try to keep people from doing that as often as possible? Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, <laughs> like on the overcorrection side, partly I think it it's goes back to the point that we just made, like organizational intelligence are we improving basically. Like uh, mm. in some cases you've got to make those wild swings basically. They might produce, they might not produce. Like we talked about one initiative earlier in the day and it's like, yeah, we got to try it. We, we yeah. will see if it if it works or uh, not. So, so there has to be a little bit of craziness also involved <laughs> in the intentionality basically. So That's yeah. Per- well, per- personally, as a marketer, I love that you support our craziness sometimes. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, I, so I, I want to ask uh, two questions here. The first one is one thing that you clearly love about your role is solving problems. So yep. I, I don't think you would do this if that weren't the case, hearing yep. what your role actually is. Yep. So yep. Let, let's chat a little bit about that. And what is, uh, what is your favorite problem to solve? What's one thing that's really hard about your role that you love trying to figure out? Yeah, I mean, I would say it's, uh, at the end of the day, it is, uh, it's a constant uh, uh, effort to figure out how does this machine work, uh, and the machine mm -hmm. being Ally as a company, basically, like we, we are all, of course, trying to help the customer while we are trying to grow as a company. And like I said, like it is a machine, it has inputs, uh, we have people, programs and uh, tools that we throw at it. And what comes out at the other end is a great product, a good customer experience, uh, financial outcomes for the company as, and the stakeholders. Uh, and, and that's where like it's not a very perfect predictable math model where we can say like, okay, we put these things in and this is what comes out. Uh, so I think that mm -hmm. is the thing that I uh, love the most basically, like what are those inputs and how do we kind of uh, increase uh, the output basically, like where do we throw more gas? And partly we talked about experimentation and things like that. It is basically uh, what helps us understand partly some of those things. Like, okay, these mm -hmm. are all these experiments that, okay, I know if I move this knob, this moves this much. Uh, so I would say at the end of the day, it is basically figuring out how does this ally machine work and trying to make it run faster, better, cheaper. And every day we, it's not like we'll, like every day will be some new learning. And over time, over time, we will kind of get intelligent about it and know what do we control better and what we don't control better, basically. So uh, so I, I would say it's making this opaque black box a little bit more, uh, a transparent. Yeah, that's that's great. How do you do that across multiple teams? So I, yeah. I mean, for example, um, we, we've chatted a lot about how that works with marketing, but there's yeah. you have sales and success and product yeah. and engineering yep. and even your own ops team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would say like one of the things uh, where I think the world has changed if you come from back in the day when DVDs, the software was put on a DVD, shipped out, uh, product did their job marketing generated the demand. So there were like more silos, mm -hmm. but I would say in the world we are operating in uh, this uh, software as a service world. I, I think these silos do not exist or they should not exist if they do exist out there in the companies. Uh, as you know, like there are areas where you are working with our product team and marketing team, then, uh, sorry, sales team, and suddenly you are working mm -hmm. with success team. And it's, it's like, are you really different teams or are you just a uh, functional team who is trying to work on a project basically. So I would say I kind of like, even though I look at things on a functional basis, but I kind of pivot it to the customer life cycle basically. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. we are like this customer is visiting our website or the product or whatever. And there are these different teams that are going to help deliver a great experience. So I think just changing the pivot from functional silos to the customer life cycle and what are we enabling over there. So at me at the end of the day, the customer should not be seeing our org chart actually. <laughs> and there are cases where you can very clearly see, oh, this is how the organization is structured. So I kind of try to pivot it and then say, okay, how are different teams coming together? And that's where like, 
if we are looking at metrics or we are looking at investments, it becomes just a little bit easy to kind of, mm-hmm. what are we delivering to the customer? Uh, like, yeah, marketing is over investing and acquiring customers. And if we are not doing anything about it, that's also a problem. So right. we need to, how, how do we uh, repurpose some of that investment? So I, I think taking a look at the customer life cycle makes it just a little bit easier, actually. Yeah, it makes sense. That's a great mindset in terms of both just putting people first, putting the customer first, but also in terms of building in some of those predictability levers, when you're focused on the life cycle, you, you see the whole picture. You don't see those breakages between the two. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So how about on the other side of the coin? What is one problem that you have to deal with in your job that you (laughs) absolutely hate? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hate, <laughs> maybe, it's, uh, but, but I mean, it's an interesting uh, problem that we all, like not just me, like you and everybody uh, uh, faces. And I think it has to do with as these silos and worlds are kind of breaking apart, there is a lot of information out there. Yeah. Uh, it is sitting in your email, in your Slack, in your PowerPoint and various systems. And there are times when you have to kind of grab all this information and put together something that could be a PowerPoint or whatever. And there is a good amount of time that goes into that where the value add is really not in uh, understanding something or creating something. It is just bringing stuff together. Uh, So, and and I mean, in this role, uh, business operations and things like that, I mean, there is a lot of that goes on because you are working with various people and you are working with various teams. So there is a lot of information you have access to and you've got to bring it back. So I would say, yeah, that, that can be sometimes a little bit, not so much fun, but I would say like for us as a company, also that is an opportunity. Like Hmm. how do we, uh, take this uh, non-value add work and uh, basically make it so easy for our customers and users where they are doing things that are adding value and all this information is available to them in one place. So mm. uh, like the stats are out there that a typical company has three to 400 SaaS apps these days. And we are not that big, but I'm sure we have many SaaS apps. And yep all this information is sitting together. So, so I would say that is not the fun part, but I think that is also an opportunity for Ally to mm-hmm. solve a problem that is real out there. Yeah, totally agree. I think that was a joke you made to me on day one or day two of you joining the company. It was, wow, Kevin, you really love spreadsheets. <laughs> no, I swear I don't. <laughs> I got to pull it somewhere. Yeah, I know. I know. Everybody, we all have our spreadsheets. So I love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's, that's really, really solid insight. I want to end with two um, easier, more tactical questions or tactile <laughs> questions. Uh, yeah. Number one, what's your favorite book right now? Yeah. So this was a book I started reading a couple of months ago, have not finished yet, but uh, it's a team of teams by General Stanley McChrystal. Uh, mm-hmm. He led the charge during the Iraq war uh, during the early 2000s and uh, how he has written it, it applies to the uh, the business environment a lot, actually. And he talks about basically uh, how, I mean, and some of the conversation we have had today, it applies very much like where uh, there aren't these functional silos. There are these teams that come together, they solve a problem, they disperse and another team comes together and how do you empower them basically? So, so that is one thing. And we all see this, like you go and work on a project with 
kind of this this group of people and then you're working over here and you need to be empowered you can it cannot be kind of a command and control structure a very hierarchical thing no they are kind mm. of uh, uh, self organizing team so so just like him talking about kind of that concept like we are seeing that in real life but the other more important thing that he talks about that resonated me with me among other things he talked about was this uh, concept of uh, effectiveness over efficiency uh, so hmm. when he took the charge uh, during the early 2000 what he realized was that the bad guys were winning because they were more agile they were more nimble and uh, the us forces were designed for efficiency like how do you take a lot of people and a lot of equipment and you deploy them basically and that just wasn't working basically uh, so and it applies to our world also like we we talk mm-hmm. about it like why are we trying to make it efficient if we don't even know how it's going to work basically right. uh, especially in a startup world instead. move quickly exactly so uh, so i would say like th- those were few things that resonated with me very kind of like uh, let's let's any talks about like back in the day uh, there have been people who have like who are very famous for this who have uh, kind of uh, come up with notion like how do you do something in the most uh, efficient way uh, mm-hmm. but but you got to be very mindful of that like you, you don't need it like uh, especially like coming from an engineering background sometimes i also start, start to gravitate towards that like okay mm-hmm. how do we do this very efficiently it's like we don't even know how to do it so <laughs> we got to figure out and we are in somewhere. like yeah exactly and and there are going to be a lot of uncertainties and things like that and we got to uh, react and adapt so it's the agility and the adaptability that is more important especially in the world we are in now that is mm. moving very fast and even in the current crisis we are in there are a lot of changes that are happening and we will we'll have to react to that basically <laughs> agility and adaptability and the book was team yeah. of teams team of teams by general okay. stanley mccrystal yeah awesome yeah. uh and so final question what yep. is the best advice you've ever gotten yeah <laughs> the advice might seem simple but like it especially applies in uh, the, uh, the the type of organization we work in uh, from a spa- uh, from a pace and agility point of view and it's it's kind of a make it matter basically mm-hmm. like we all uh, will do things or are asked to do things that might seem inconsequential or nobody is going to notice it's it's not worth it but do it in a way that people take notice of it basically like make it matter like if 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 you think like nobody cares about it make them care uh, and whatever that might be uh, it's it's it could be it could be kevin a sp- simple spreadsheet that you are working on sometimes <laughs> uh, hey, my spreadsheets uh, are very complex <laughs> i know <laughs> make them look pretty too <laughs> no. okay fair uh, no, no, no. I, i'm getting over there but it comes down to that uh, it's the last 20% uh, where uh, it takes a lot of effort but that's where things start to sing and dance basically and mm. uh, uh we all have done things where it's like yeah who cares it's not that important but kind of uh, make people care about it and put in make the right matter. effort basically. like it make it matter make it matter exactly yeah great advice where did you first hear that advice uh it was in my past role actually okay. it was in my nice. past role yeah yeah Awesome. Well, thanks for bringing it, bringing it to Ally. I appreciate you being the first guest on Hello Operator. Uh, thanks so much for joining. It was, it was great to hear a little bit about your, your story and your perspective. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Really enjoyed the conversation. 
All right. Thank you all for joining us for the inaugural episode of Hello Operator. I hope it was as useful for you as it was for me. Great to dig into the minds of the people who are, are trying to bring it all together um, across an organization. So for me, it was useful because the tool is our SVP of strategy and operations at ally.io, but also just some great advice, uh, making sure your work matters to the people around you, uh, learning to be agile and adaptive, uh, testing and measuring, but also bringing in some craziness and making sure you aren't letting a mindset of testing and measuring stand in the way of progress. Um, and overall, focus on planning first, but move into execution as quick as possible. Thanks again for joining. Be sure to subscribe if you enjoyed the show. Let me know if you have any operators that you think I should interview. And also let me know if you have any questions that you'd love to hear from these folks. And we will see you next time on Hello Operator.